episode 164, Lead with a Little Grace. Hi, I'm Dan Krinas from the Leader of Learning podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, Elite Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in, coming back every week for more and more episodes. That is exactly why I call you Elite. I think that describes someone who takes the time out of their own busy schedule to invest in themselves, whether it be listening to a podcast, reading a blog post, connecting with other educators on social media. All of that is great professional development, and I'm honored that you value this show and consider it worthy enough for you to listen. So thank you again for tuning in, especially those of you who've gone to iTunes and left a rating and review. I appreciate you. As you know, it's been another week, so I've learned another lesson, and I'm going to share it with you today, and I can't wait to hear your feedback through social media or through email of how it's impacted the start to your school year. So this particular episode is especially for teacher leaders because we're going to talk about how to serve teachers in a way that leads to improvement without the loss of their dignity and that natural spark that they have. And speaking of spark, let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. So this is my official welcome back episode as we just started our every other week schedule. And I have to admit, it's kind of weird. I miss checking in each week, but I know this is what is best for me right now. And I can't preach to you about balance and not take my own advice, right? As you know, this schedule change came about because of the arrival of our second baby girl. Avery Jane arrived July 30th. She is totally my husband's ditto with all her dark features, which is great because our firstborn, Lillian Elizabeth, Elizabeth, called Lily, is my ditto with all my light features. So now we each have a kiddo that resembles us. Kind of cool. And if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen her photo already and many of the two girls together. It's just swoon worthy. I love it. I'm so happy. Anyway, as you can imagine, sleep is like non-existent, but our two mamas have been here like sister wives, <laughs> tag teaming, baby and toddler entertainment, plus house cleaning and food prepping. It seriously takes a village, but we're so thankful, and I know how rare it might be for that kind of support system, so I'm taking full advantage of it while I can. But the most important news of all is Always a Lesson Empowering Educators podcast is back in action. I'm healed. I am ready to do this thing, and this episode came out of necessity as everyone's starting to head back to school with their variety of agendas and how those agendas are inevitably going to collide, causing major anxiety and frustration, and it happens every year. It's only human. Let me tell you why that is. So the district has an agenda. They created mandates for their schools, so they have to stay in good standing, you know, with the state requirements. So then 
administrators have their own agenda of what they want to do, you know, to inspire staff and start the school year off right. But they get all these emails upon emails over the summer telling them all the must do's for their staff before the school year begins. Just think of all that required PD on like safety and curriculum and all that. Well, admin need to keep their jobs. So they do what their bosses tell them, which is, you know, cram days worth of painful PD into the schedule. And this then trickles down to teachers who had their own agenda of setting up their classroom and making sense of all the CRAP that they shoved into drawers and cabinets at the end of last year, you know, that they're so tied up in endless PD and they don't have time to do all those things they want to do. And that's when all the anxiety and frustration hits the fan. But don't lose hope because knowing this happens every year is going to help you do your job better. You expecting teachers to be stressed out and needing a helping hand will help you know how to best approach teachers so they can hear your message and take action. And you expecting administrators also to be stressed out, you know, doling out duties to you that probably aren't exactly in your job title. It'll help you best respond in like a can-do team mentality instead of, you know, write that into my contract first kind of tone. And God forbid you get a district email telling you which trainings you have to attend or you have to create before the first day of school, you know, in addition to what you want to do for the staff, you can just smile and nod knowing this too shall pass and grace always wins. So here's what I want to tell you about why grace is probably the best tool in your tool belt in helping anyone improve. That's friends, family, educators. If you ever want to have a true impact, you have to connect with people. And in order to connect with people, you have to understand their point of view. And that includes pain points. So if you just rush into the school year with your own agenda of here's what you need to do to improve and I'm here to help you do that, it's going to fall on deaf ears, followed by tons of resistance. And it's not because teachers don't want to improve and not because they don't want your help, but you add it onto their plate during a time that their plate was full. You know, you can't get them to take a bite then. The best mentors I have had are ones that operated from a place of grace. They kept their ear to the street so they knew what was going on in the trenches while bridging the gap to what the administrators expected. You know, they just remembered what it was like to teach and they recognized the signs of distress as they were happening. One mentor in particular of mine came to my room. She had her own agenda, but then she saw my facial expression and she just sat down and she let me vent. I mean, we did not get to her agenda that day, but she did help me work through my thoughts and feelings of what I was going through with the stress of all the requirements and the lack of time. And she did that so that I could get back to work. And then later that week, she stopped by and that same agenda was there and she was able to actually enact it because I was now ready and willing. You know, she had helped me get through that and then she was able to do what she needed to do to help me improve. And so without her grace, I really wasn't ready to step up my game. You know, without her grace, I would not have trusted her sage advice. And without her grace, she would have been ineffective at getting me to step it up. And you might be thinking, well, that's great, but I have like this huge PD session. I was just told I had to lead and I can't not do it because teachers are stressed out. And you're absolutely right. You Some things you just can't get out of, but you could say something like this when you bring everyone together. I know all of you are dying to get in your classroom and get organized, but I've got some pretty cool instructional strategies I want to share with you this morning. It's absolutely going to benefit every kid in your classroom. And right now is the most important time to learn the strategy 
so that you can later go write the lesson plans and set up your classroom. So just hang with me for an hour or two. I've set up the training as a workshop model. So you're not just listening to me talk and zoning out, you know, with your to-do list. You're going to be up and active and collaborating with colleagues. And this not only makes it fly by, but it's going to give you tons of ideas to implement. And plus, we can even vote if you guys want to eliminate breaks during this training session. And that would probably release you about 30 minutes earlier to get back in your classroom. So if you say something like that, that would be an example of you meeting your requirements. You've got to deliver the PD, but you're honoring the feelings of the teachers and you're front loading that by we got to do this, but it's beneficial to you, blah, blah, blah. Plus, you added in some ownership by giving them the option to, hey, we can eliminate breaks and push through to get out earlier. And teachers love that. I know I did. In my own journey as a teacher coach, God, I made so many mistakes. And one was operating from an all business mindset. I completely forgot that I was mentoring people and I just saw them for their teaching ability and their talent. And I honed in on how to make them better. I mean, that's not like a horrible asset to have, but it's just operating without grace. And my new teachers were facing so many changes. Some just moved to Charlotte. Some had really bad family health problems. Some were struggling to apply these teaching techniques we were working on. It's like their brain got it, but they couldn't do it in the moment with the students. And some just couldn't improve fast enough in the timeline of the program. And so had I understood and led with grace, I would have recognized the signs of this these different stressors. And I could have altered my approach so that teachers felt supported and encouraged and were then open to hearing suggestions for improvement. I I really wish I could go back and redo some conversations and really be that mentor that sat to listen instead of stood to instruct. But I have to treat my mistakes with grace too. You know, when you know better, you do better. And I now have the perspective to know that great leaders aren't agenda people. They're people people. And when others know, like, and trust you, they're going to move mountains for you. But they can't know, like, and trust you if you're all business, you know, with pushing that agenda, especially on teacher effectiveness. I mean, no one cares about your agenda, just you. (laughs) And if you can remember that, you're going to be hard-pressed to leave with the wrong foot. So as you jump into your role this fall, remember that teachers are facing a lot. Their time frame is tighter than tight. They need more helping hands than they can count. Their brains are fried from PD that they can hardly even implement what they just learned without time to really sift through and process it. And they're so tired from spinning their wheels and working long hours. They just need a mentor who's going to roll up their sleeves to help, a thinking partner and how to bridge the gap from, you know, what they envision their classroom to be to what the admin's now requiring of them. And most of all, they just want someone they know, like, and trust. So yes, know your agenda and your boss's agenda and your boss's boss's agenda, but then tuck it in your back pocket and just go be a person. Get to know your people, put up bulletin boards with them, sort classroom library books by genre, make copies, get on the loudspeaker and tell a silly joke and give hugs and high fives, cut out laminated centers. You know, just listen to your people. There is plenty of time to get into classrooms and help teachers improve, I promise. But 
when you build relationships out of grace, somehow you just gain additional time put back on the clock because teachers are now willing to go above and beyond to do what's required because you're the one that asked it of them and they know, like, and trust you. Grace is a leadership tool not many folks will tell you about as being the game changer. And I've seen transformation after transformation from leaders who honor people first before agendas because they get it and they lead with grace. Be that person. Be the game changer. Be the grace-giving teacher leader that you wish you had. And this isn't just a back-to-school thing. It's an all-day, everyday thing. You know, read your people. Understand your environment. When tensions are high, think report card time, classroom observations time, testing time. Know your agenda and then ditch it. In fact, if you schedule out your influence and how you're helping teachers, then you can already plan for those moments and know, hey, this is my agenda offline week when you change up your approach. You know, you'll block it off on your schedule in terms of like, hey, I'm not meeting with teachers. We're not going to complete data dives with grade level teams. Uh, I'm not going to set a paperwork submission deadline during this week. This is my shutdown, the teacher coach, take off the hat, go be a mentor kind of week. And it might seem kind of funny to plan being a person, but everything's awkward at first. And if you plan with the attention of not going into classroom with guns blazing, not only does it give you bonus points with teachers, but after that brief time is what I call offline, everyone you lead is ready to go full throttle for you. So again, you're gaining time by stopping, by pausing. I know that sounds crazy. But it allows people to rejuvenate so that they can go be better for you in just a few short days or hours. And so don't be afraid to call it your intentional leadership. You know, it may sound like, hey, guys, we need this data report from your team leader. Ideally, let's just say next Friday. But we know next week's crazy. You've got parent teacher conferences and we cannot extend the timeline till after conferences. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang after school this whole week leading up to the conferences. I can help you get it completed prior to the deadline. That way, next week, you can just focus entirely on conferences. I mean, something like that. That way they know like, hey, this person understands the tight timeline. They're willing to go out of their way to help me complete it and meet my deadline. And they're thinking of me in terms of what's on my mind, which is the conferences, not these darn data sheets that they need. Um, And so it just humanizes everyone and acknowledges what everyone is facing. And it's a team approach of let's do this together. Let's find a plan that's going to work so we can all do what we got to do. And that's totally okay to do because it helps teachers understand the agenda given to you, which is a deadline in which you need something to do your job, but you're honoring the position and the life of the teacher and acting out of grace. It's not a shameless plug, but it does clue in others to how you're willing to rearrange and think big picture for the benefit. And that's a leader. How can we do this together? What can I do for you? How can I make this doable for you? And the coolest benefit of a grace acting leader is you'll start to see teachers enact this approach in their classrooms with their own students. And now you've just created a better culture within your school building, all because of your example. You know, teachers are willing to stick out their heads for kids, change their approach and perspective to ensure that kids that fall through the cracks no longer fall. And students then grow up feeling valued and encouraged to share their pain points with others 
that lead them. It's just a win, win, win. Okay, so learn from my mistakes of leading without grace. Take some of the tips I shared with you in this episode and apply it to your leadership approach this school year. I'd honestly love to hear your success stories. Just shoot me an email, Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. And remember, it's better to affect long-term change with grace than lead within an agenda for short-term change. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on leading with grace so you can transform everyone around you inside and out. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs) 